Hello and welcome to Cody and Corbin have a podcast, the show where two former roommates talk about a new movie every week. But this week on the show, we are continuing Cap's May Mania with a very special and different episode with the most guests we've ever had. I'm your host, Corbin's Vocal, and Cody will be joining me for the rest of the episode shortly. But first, I just wanted to talk about what this episode is and give a quick thank you to all the listeners and all to all my wonderful friends out there. Cap May Mania is going strong, and you all have been showing a ton of support, so thank you for that. Today is also my birthday and just a few days after my college graduation, so this is a special episode to party, to celebrate those events. I'm excited for you all to join us in this special installment of our May Mania series. This episode is a celebration and a reflection of my past four years here at Purdue. I've grown and met so many amazing people, and truly nothing is quite like the college experience. College is a weird time, but it's a great time. And I wanted to create something that could be both representative of a single evening in time, as well as maybe a journey as a whole. So one evening, just a few months back, Cody came back to Purdue to visit, and we invited some people over back to our old house where we both lived last year. We played games, we hung out, we enjoyed ourselves. We also roped a bunch of these people into recording a podcast with us. It's not everybody that was there that night, but it was a good amount of people we got and just a whole range of different characters that kind of represent the ebb and flow of people moving in and out of your life all came together to make this happen. In college, yes, there's tens of thousands of people. You you still make these weird connections and you run into the same people here and then there. And then you know someone who had a class with someone else's partner who went to high school with someone else that you just like randomly know. Or you meet this kid in your first day of classes and they've got this snotty attitude and holier than Al than everybody else. And you're just trying to do this Kim review packet as a group with these people that you met. And then they just piss you off so much that they become your own personal enemy unbeknownst to them and you repeatedly see them over and over as your college career continues and your spite only grows stronger as each day passes you wish more maybe it's just me but anyways you eventually end up with this web of interconnected people that could enter your life pass you by for one evening or stick around for multiple years a roommate's friend from their major a friend's brother who's in town a friend of a friend who was looking for something to do on a friday night people you meet for the first time that night or people you grow closer to months before you leave or people that you see drift away i can think of countless nights similar to this one where people new and old pass through i think if i were to write a richard linklater or john hughes-esque movie where everything happens in a single day and there's not a fluid prod, it would be about a night like this. People coming and going. Nothing special, but nothing plain. Everything different. That's really what this episode is all about. Then, of course, just grabbing a bunch of people and making them talk about movies and, and joke around and have fun and create something that should hopefully be good to listen to. So we had our guests select from the following prompts. What's a red flag movie or TV show to you? Two, pick a random actor to talk about and we'll go down a rabbit hole of their movies. Three, what is the last great thing you watched? Four, pick a genre of movies and we'll just talk about some of our favorites. Five, give us a streaming recommendation. Six, what's a movie or TV show that everyone loves that you can't stand? They were able to choose from any of these prompts. Some people chose two. Some people talked about multiple from each. Um, We kind of tried to limit conversations to about five minutes. We did set timers. You might hear them go off. Check the description of the podcast uh, for all the specific topics we discussed and the timestamps for each conversation. 
the conversations really vary and go all sorts of different directions beyond the main subject. I truly think there are some really thought provoking quality conversations in there mixed in with some of the most hilarious and off the wall cap content to date. Of the serious discussions, the very last might be my favorite. So stick around for that. As always, everything's in good fun and jokes and nothing's mean spirited. Peace and love to all you people. I also will apologize for the audio quality and volume at points. The recording said it was less than ideal. Uh, there's some instances of people in the background making comments and injecting thoughts. So you might hear that and you might, if so just don't be confused. And if you notice any weird cuts or issues, just know it's there to try to make the listening experience better and remove any weird inconsistencies. Also be aware this was recorded in February. So some information may be dated or no longer correct. First, I want to recommend an old episode because that's what we're doing. It's Cat May Mania. We're recommending old episodes. Go check out, check out season three, episode 10, our last episode before we started May Mania. Dazed and Confused. It's a movie about that. It's a movie about hanging out, interacting with people. People come and go. You see the, the connection of, of all the way people kind of come together. And it's really interesting. That's what life is about. I hope you all enjoy our discussions. Thanks for listening. And thank you to all those that participated. I don't even know if some of you remember doing this because it was like four months ago and I haven't mentioned it since, but it was a lot of fun. So I'd like to introduce our next guest. Here we are with Cass. All right, Cass, the uh, prompt that you chose, decided to go with, give us a streaming recommendation. Take it away. What's your streaming recommendation? Five minutes on the clock. Let's talk about it. Um, I recommend Disenchantment on Netflix. Have you ever seen it? Heard of it? I've heard of it. I've heard of it. Yeah, I'm here as well. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. I got to Google it. Let's uh, talk a little bit about a disenchantment, though. What do you think about it, Cass? Um, I absolutely love it. If you've ever seen Futurama, the same person that created Futurama created disenchantment. So it's in that same kind of style, except it's more like medieval versus futuristic. Okay, yeah. So I just pulled up a poster of it. And yeah, I get the Futurama vibes a lot. <laughs> so, Cody, do you have any thoughts on disenchantment whatsoever? Yeah. I think I saw the first episode. It was good, you know. I'm not complaining. I'd probably watch the second one, but uh, it just hadn't come around yet, you know. So tell me, Cass, is this show still running? Like, let's talk about it a little bit. Can people still watch it? Is it coming out? What's, what's yeah, the deal? Yeah, they just dropped part four, like, oh. last week. Yeah, and I... So is they, this... They they refer to seasons as parts? Yes. Okay, Cody, what are your thoughts on that, referring to seasons as parts? I'm a big fan, Carmen. <laughs> That's all I have to say. Yeah, you know, um, I can't think of anything off the top of my head that does that but you know i think playing around with the traditional structure of television and you know what you call a season or how many episodes you put in a season could be really interesting so i think that's cool yeah and then the thing that's really cool about it is that they break it down and each episode is called a chapter with like then a title so it's kind of like a whole book yeah. oh yeah that's cool another thing that uh uses chapters a lot um <laughs> zach Leiter, zach i can't even talk zach snyder's justice league <laughs> I'm a big Chapters fan of that movie, my guys. But uh, Disenchantment, I'm not going to lie. Like, I feel like that's a pretty like genuine um, just recommendation I hear a lot. And I, that is something I do want to check it out. I'm not a big fan, but I do like Futurama. I, I love like the subtle callbacks. Like season one, they have that thing with the, the little alien who, who's there from the beginning. I'm a big fan of that. Where, like They plan it out way ahead. But uh, I'll keep passing along. I like the wreck. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Are you familiar with the uh, thing he's talking about, Futurama? Yeah, absolutely. I love Futurama. Futurama, watch that grown up all the time. It was my show. Absolutely. You know, 
this, you know, I'm looking here, I'm, I'm looking at the Google images and the different results here, and it's talking about how this is a very feminist and women, you know, empowering show a little bit. Do you want to talk about that a little bit? Sure. Yeah. So the main character is a female and it's all surrounded about her like childhood trauma, like her losing her mom and then like all the twists and turns about that. And it she's kind of supported by these two like just they're male characters, but they're like super small and insignificant. They're just like her little buds. You're kind of just working your the way with her through life. Yeah, you know, I can't really think of like another cartoon that really puts a like a female character like that at the forefront. So I think that's really interesting. Could you have any thoughts on that? <laughs> I do have a few thoughts, yeah. No, I actually back that a lot. Um, in general, I feel like... <laughs> don't laugh at me. Uh, the first episode, you know, I've just seen the first one, but it kind of reminds me a little bit of Game of Thrones in this sense, but except, like, the female's just in the forefront the entire time. But, I mean, I back it 100%. Obviously, <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we got that. So, Cody brings up Game of Thrones. Cass, yes. what's the word? Are you a Game of Thrones fan? Game of Thrones? I like I've Thrones. never seen an episode. Not one. Why Why not? What? What is stopping you? It's. I just don't think I'd like it. Are you... Okay, so I'm, I'm not a fantasy, like... Guy. so like lord of the rings is not my thing so i don't think i like game of thrones is that where you're kind of at yeah i've never seen lord of the rings i don't think i'd like it yeah it's kind of same vibe yeah i just i don't know there's been maybe one or two things that in that time period has kind of stuck out to me but typically i stay away from like the medieval night I, I don't know it's just not doesn't interest me we, you know you're in middle ages on film right now and i took that class and i got to we watched A Knight's Tale. That's a classic. Any thoughts on A Knight's Tale? Good movie. Great movie. <laughs> Heath Ledger. We love him. A rest in peace. But other than A Knight's Tale, I didn't. I don't connect with a lot of those films. Like, what are your thoughts on that medieval film class? I have not seen a single movie yet. You just you refuse to watch him. Okay, but I gotta say, Seventh Seal. I did watch that. Seventh one. Seal. Yeah, Ben. Ben, give me some advice. To- it's so pretentious. <laughs> It's pretentious. Talk about it. I have no idea. You don't know what that is? No. Igmar. I know what Igmar it is, but yeah, I just never seen so it. So it's, it's, I guess it's just one of those like classic films. And it's one that, I don't know, it's the very, it's probably like my most pretentious movie yeah. that I like because it's like a black and white film from a Swedish mm-hmm. director where death plays chess yeah. with a knight. And it's like, it, but I, I gotta say there's something, I don't know, kind of inspiring about it because it's simplistic and it's, it's beautiful mm-hmm. and I really like it. Do you have any, any further thoughts on Seventh Seal? Um, it's pretty great when you're not sober. Wink. <laughs> hey, fair enough. This has been uh, Party Pop and Cass. We hit our five minute mark. We're going to move on to the next guest. <laughs> and we're back with our next so guest. Paige. All right, Paige, you've picked a prompt out. I did. I'm going to read it. It's what's a red flag movie or TV show? Red flag movie slash TV show. I'll give you one for both, Okay. First red flag movie. Me and Thomas just talked about this. 100% American Psycho. Oh, okay. This is a good one to talk about. Let's get into it. We'll go to TV show in a second. I'll get there. So let me tell you something. As a psychology major, I do love the movie American Psycho as a psychological analysis of human behavior and psychotic behavior as well. Okay? But if you idolize that movie or if you idolize Patrick Bateman... What is wrong with you? He is a murderer the entire movie. And he, he's in love. Shout out to all the sex workers out there. He just picks up hookers Shout and out. then kills them. Shout That's out all the sex workers. Shout out. And he kills a homeless man and his dog. Shout out homeless. And the dogs. 
everywhere. Uh, All right, so Cody, let's mm. look back. Oh God. Let's do it. We did our top five actors. Did. Christian Bale. Did he make the list for you? He did. No. I, 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 I respect the acting, yeah. but if like you idolize the character, I hundred percent agree. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's sort of like. You well, like what about his, for the wrong his, reasons. his cards, dude? They're really good. <laughs> He's got a great business card. Yeah. You can't deny it. Well, I think that just gives him to his... You have a picture of him. Oh, my god! Exactly. Gosh. On the you... wall, Patrick okay, Bateman everyone. himself. He's there. Next to, next to, juxtaposed, yeah. The Shining, nice right. Jack Nicholson, okay. obviously. And, this has turned into a psychoanalysis of Corbin. Is this man okay mentally? But I don't glorify no. the that's things a, that's that That's a happen. straight no. <laughs> this, Cody and I have had this conversation many times on the podcast. You've mm-hmm. had it yourself on separate podcasts with Jackson Carter about sure. red flag movies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We think Wolf of Wall Street, fantastic film, one of Leonardo DiCaprio's greatest performances. Mm-hmm. Margot Robbie, a star-making <laughs> performance. Say what you will, whatever. Gorgeous. Yes, a star-making performance from Margot great. Robbie. Oh, shut the, the audience is making some comments. A star-making performance. She's gorgeous. I like Margot yeah. Robbie. But when you, of course you do. <laughs> there's a certain, you know, the, the Wes Welker song, Gordon Belfort, kind of summarizes. That's a good you know, song. No, late no, no. 2017, 18 culture. Okay. Listen, people were glorifying Jordan Belfort. What's wrong That's with that? That's fucked up. Yeah. He's big on TikTok now, too. But yeah, and he's he does, he's, a, he's a motivational speaker. Cody's being sarcastic. Cody's being sarcastic. I want to make it for the audio listeners. Mm-hmm. Should I keep going? Go Continue. Okay, Tell us about it. Um, about who? Jordan Belfort. Jordan Belfort, what are your thoughts? Okay, Jordan. Criminal. Criminal. Let's, I mean, let's, did go to jail. To run That's a, fair. Yeah, now I'm guilty. He was convicted. Or maybe agreed to plead guilty. Yeah, but now he's a, a motivational right. speaker. And I and he's popping on TikTok. And let's not forget, his profile picture on TikTok is a gif of a lion. What about you exudes lion? Well, there is you the, committed a crime. the scene in the movie where there's the lion walking. It's a very bad CGI lion. I don't know if you're... If you remember the Wolf of Wall Street, there's I did, a rough CG well, I did a, a drinking mm-hmm. game to the Wolf of Wall Street, and I yeah. drank every time they said fuck. You know how many times I drank? Like 356 yes. times. 236. That's my prediction. We'll edit it in later the afternoon. Okay. Like 236. The highest, the or 255. It's, it's the highest costing movie, like, ever. Can I give my red flag TV, TV show? TV like, show. My red flag TV show is probably... Star Wars: The Clone Wars. Let's oh, talk about this it. This is interesting. Because this is if spicy. You, if you Wolf are, of Wall Street's three, five hundred sixty-nine. Yeah. It's not one. If you are so yeah, deep, the first one is a documentary about swear words, right? Yeah. The the yeah. first two are literally one yeah. was called Swearnet, and the other yeah. was about his okay. title is yeah. fuck. So fuck All right. documentary. Let's so, talk about Wolf Star of Wall Street: Wars, The Clone Wars. Narrative. Let's talk yeah, about. Okay, we don't have a lot of time. Give us your quick take. I totally understand liking Star Wars. Classic. I can't blame you. I've never watched it. I have six seconds left. Can I go over? You can time? go. You can go. Okay. Just tell us about Clone Wars. And okay. We'll cut it. Star Wars or Clone Wars? Wait, hold on. Did you you say, cut it. You didn't say you didn't see Star Wars though. No. Oh. Okay. So well, this I. Okay. Continue. Try, go ahead. I don't know how well we can take. I have a life. The movies are boring. Oh. <laughs> Let's debate right All now. All right. We might have to cut. <laughs> All right. Continue. Go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. Well, I'm just saying. Okay. Star Wars as a franchise. I'm sure it's genius. I've never seen a movie, but it has garnered so many fans. I have no doubt that it's an amazing franchise. The storytelling is great. I have no doubt about it. It's all right. If you have have dove into this franchise so deep, 
that you feel the need to watch Star Wars: The Clone Wars. Uh, what was it on Cartoon Network? Nickelodeon. Yeah. Yep. It was at the time. At the time, it's available on Disney Plus, one of the largest streaming services available. That's true, but was not out when we were a kid. If you turn tuned in weekly for Star Wars: The Clone Wars, seek help. <laughs> what? <laughs> what this is great. More, I love this. What this more are you looking for? I mean, I I, I don't understand. Is, I love this. How All right. This is what this segment was made for. I, you, back, yes, I yes. love this. I Cody, like it a lot. listen, Clone, any, one word, one sentence. What are your thoughts on Clone Wars? It's okay. <laughs> have you seen Star Here's Wars? Here's my the opinion. Wars? I have seen one Star Wars. One word so to sorry. end it all. One yeah, sentence. Yep, say it. They made a movie. It was really bad. It's the worst Star Wars content. Maybe oh, except for Wars? maybe except for Boba Fett's episode one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Outside of that. The TV show, it's okay. It's not bad. It adds an extra layer of depth to the character of Anakin. It better explains his fall from episodes two to That's three. That's what I've heard. Yes. And, I mean... It, it makes the original prequels better, which is a positive. If you divvy it out yeah. to the episodes, it was like, oh, mm-hmm. these are the important mm-hmm. ones, and watch those. This isn't It's a good show. It's good. We've been recording oh, all the okay, time. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Let me say something. Yeah. If your movies are not good enough that you have to it's animate an entire <laughs> multi-season series, no, the movies were good enough to do what it. What are you doing in the mo- if you have to explain an entire story arc? Well, it was poorly written originally. I agree, and we're gonna end things there. Paige, thank you so much for coming on. George, fuck George, George, George Lucas, he's a he's a no. We're ending it there. George Lucas is not dead unless he is. Breaking news from the time we record this to when this gets released. Rest in peace, George. And we're back with our next guest. Thomas. <laughs> Thomas. <laughs> we're here. You actually have two prompts you want to talk about, so we're going to start with the first exactly. one. I'm just, I'm so eager to talk about this one. Let's talk about Euphoria. What, well, the, the prompt is, what's a red flag movie or TV show to you? I. It appears Euphoria is your Euphoria answer. Is so tell answer. Us, Euphoria. What's the red flag? Let's take a show about all of the worst kinds of people in the world. Let's talk about Nate. Let's if talk you've about seen the show, the worst. you're aware of who Nate is. And okay, so how much have you seen of the show? We need to clarify. Up until the most recent episode. So you've seen it all. Absolutely. <laughs> you're a fan. And I'm just kind of sick of hearing people justify Nate Jacobs' behavior mm. because of how he looks. Because... What about his real-life accent? I don't know what he sounds He's like in real Australian. life. He's an Australian. It's... That's worse because I can't stand Australian accents. Okay. That's racist. Awful. No, it's not actually. Sam Levison really had an idea for this character. Awful. He is the worst kind of person ever. He's a sociopath. He, He's kind of a waste of air, honestly. Yet, I hear people justifying all of the things he does because, oh, he's so cute. No, I feel so bad for him. So... Your red flag isn't really euphoria. Your it's red flag people is who like people who like Nate. People who can... Because you like the show. People You've who, seen... Of course, yeah. People yeah, who find ways to justify awful behavior. What about people who like Sydney Sweeney, though? <laughs> Don't you dare say anything bad about her. Okay, I anybody wasn't seen, about to. I really wasn't about anybody to. Anybody in the room seen Boyers? Cassie? No. Softcore porn. 
That's probably why I haven't seen it. Euphoria <laughs> isn't even softcore, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's an interesting movie. It, they really like it, photography. That's all I can say. Euphor- it's got Cindy Sweeney and it's got the dude from oh, Ryan, Pikachu. Which is not Ryan Reynolds. Which is Ryan Reynolds. Reynolds. I was going to say. Yeah, uh, I think it's but... Noah. Noah Justice, is that his name? Justice, yeah, yeah, that's that his name. Yeah, he's in yeah. The Voyeurs with Cindy Sweeney and it's a softcore porn. Might have to check it out. Yeah, the bottom line was that I just, I, ho- I hope you don't find a way to justify not only Nate but any of the characters in Euphoria because they're pretty much all okay, terrible let's, let's people. Be, who's your favorite? Nazi the best character favorite. in the the best character in the show in terms of like being a stand up person is Fez, the fucking drug dealer, is the best, the cool. morally highest person in the show. Here's a take I heard recently. Cool Should guy. we have let Fez host the Oscars? Yes. We should have. You know who's even better than Fez? Ashtray, his little brother. <laughs> Kid is fucking hilarious. Dominic Fike, isn't it? No. So no. fucking Ashtray funny. Is. No, Dominic Fike is the other character. Oh, He's kind of a bad was. character as well. Because, Ashtray like, is the funniest fucker on God, planet Earth. I swear to God, Ashtray is Dominic Fike. is like a little kid. He's like eight years old. Yeah. He's fucking... Um, he's just... Fez's little brother. He's just Dominic Fike and Hunter Schaefer. Can we talk about that? Did you know about that? No. They're dating. Didn't know that. Don't know who those are. Okay, Dominic well, Fike Dom- plays <laughs> Elliot. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, and then Hunter Schaefer is Jules. Oh, okay. They're dating in real life. Do you have any didn't opinions know. on that? Dominic Fike, great I mean, artist. good for them. I didn't know their names. I like Hunter Schaefer. Have you ever heard the song Three Nights? Yes, nope. yeah. Yes, I think yeah. you have. It's by Dominic Fike. Three nights at the motel on the street lights in the city of Mars. Show me what you want. No, okay, but I made my point about Euphoria. Let's talk about a. Let's talk about an actor here. I want to talk about. We'll go to the next prop. I'll I'll introduce here. Pick a random actor to talk about, and we'll go down a rabbit hole of their movies. Who's the actor? I'm pulling up their IMDb right now. Keanu Reeves. Keanu Reeves. Okay. Right. Do you have a starting place, or maybe we can throw it over to Point Cody? Break. How that guy moves from Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure to The Matrix to John Wick is kind of mind-blowing, considering he is probably one of the best like people in Hollywood. He's not a douchebag. Question. I back that. How many but... acting credits do you think Keanu Reeves mm. has on IMDb? Easily 50. But the, the I don't know how times. I don't know how that like score works. Like just like any movie he's acted in. Oh, um 40. 42. No, I think it's lower than that. I no. bet it's like in the 20s. Nice, no, but been a lot. 108. Yeah. Okay, shit. Well, damn, I'm wrong. All right. I mean, now this is, includes a the, lot of things. The thing is, as well, like, because he did a lot of shit when he was younger. But he's done so many movies. His he's minor, done a lot of things. But Cody, what do you think? Pretty much since The Matrix, he's only been in major roles. He hasn't been in minor roles since then. You know, he cameoed as yeah. himself in a Netflix film. He also cameos himself in the SpongeBob movie. So yeah, I was looking at that right here. But <laughs> and Cody, Cody, can you, you before you move on, can you read this Keanu Reeves, what's the? What I mean, the thing is. His career has gone from a joke to a legit very quickly. You had Bill and Ted, and then you had Point Break, and then straight to The Matrix. I mean, if you don't like The Matrix, I don't know what's wrong with you. More, more then, what but I wanted, then things went downhill for a little bit. More got, what I wanted to talk about is the fact most, that he is a better he speed person as well than most, between most the, actors of his caliber are. I don't think he's a good actor. <laughs> he lives a... That's what I'm saying. He lives a quiet life. Oh, he's a good he's, guy. He's the not mid, a good guy. The 2000s were slow for him. 2010s, he started to pick back the up. The 90s, he was... He became more cultural. The 90s, because of the... The 90s, he was elite. The 2000s, obviously. he was all right. And n- nowadays, he's pretty fucking good. Yeah. John Wick. That's good. What do we... Th- 
John Wick, Sonic fan? John Wick is not even his best character, but like, no. but the movies themselves. Well, yeah. What Keanu Reeves is doing, could anybody else do it? Yes. No. Because he's, he's <laughs> yes. damn near. Name an actor. Name he's damn near sixty years old. Name anybody. And he's right. saying he's like fifty-eight. Yeah. But he's gonna keep making movies until people say they don't want any more John Wick movies. 57. 57. Yeah. But he'll never be Point Breaker the Matrix. Chapter 4 and 5 are... are, No. Oh, he's easy. I disagree there. He is absolutely not. He still has a highest point. The Matrix, as much as I love the Matrix, it is riddled with early 2000s bad special effects and cheesiness. The effects are good. Groundbreaking. What about the new new Matrix? (laughs) That was the worst movie I've seen in a long time. We agree on that. Yeah, that was awful. Resurrection. Was a disgrace I to did, the Matrix. I just picked that to get nominated for. They even make a joke about it in the movie that's saying yeah. Warner Brothers is going to make us make this whether or not we want to. Yeah, the, the majority said, I'm, it's too listen, Somebody's going to make this movie, so I might as well write it. I'm not going to let some motherfucker do it. So I've got to respect that. Like, mm, I don't know. I don't respect If you're, your heart and soul, a story, <laughs> a, a personal story about your your sexuality and your gender that you wrote as an allegory and you write three movies and the Wachowskis the Wachowski guess why are you making a fourth one though but then Warner Brothers says hey we own the rights to this we're gonna make a fourth movie do you say I'd rather just someone fuck around with it or at least make your story well if you make 10 mil uh, opening weekend I'd probably say it's Disney and Star Wars I still say we're talking about the Matrix ended ended completely there was no need for it to be reopened. It didn't leave any questions. I agree. I it didn't leave any I questions agree. unanswered. Yet, they reopen it <laughs> and make new questions just so they can make a you fucking ever movie. Ghostbusters Afterlife? Yes. Hey, Paul yeah. Rudd. Yeah. Some beast, Ivan Reitman. The original director of Ghostbusters. Paul Rudd, though. Come on. I more wanted to just talk about Keanu Reeves and his personality. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, not, we not got a little bit of time left. But Tell us about person. Keanu Reeves' personality. Great guy. He's a stand-up guy. He donated basically all the money he made from the Matrix to children's hospitals without telling anyone. Yeah. He's a stand-up guy. He's, I, not, he's not one of those douchey celebrities who thinks they're hot shit. I back that 100%. Yeah, Keanu I'll, Reeves, one of the better guys. Not, like, exactly. He lives a quiet life. Out what about the, the Jordan Peele and Keegan-Michael Keel film who? produced Keanu? What are our thoughts on that? It's about the cat. The, the cat. Sweatshirt. Well, Keanu, was, Keanu Reeves it. wasn't in it, was he? No, but it's named Keanu. I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, I don't really have a lot of opinions either. I think it's a good place to end our conversation. <laughs> Thomas, thanks for coming out. We'll move on to the next guest. All right. We've got our next guest. We're here with... Bobby. Bobby, the prompt that you chose, number six. Pick a genre of movies, and we can all talk about some of our favorites. We're going to throw it over to you, Bobby. What's the genre we're taking on in the all next right, five minutes, starting the timer now? Thanks for the question, man. I appreciate the opportunity. Um... I really like superhero movies. It's um, so a good one. I, I know Marvel is kind of the one to shit on, but I love Iron Man 1. Um, Iron Man 2. Honestly, Iron Man 3. Not like the best movie, but we're here for it. Shane Black. Iron Man 3, straight director. <laughs> it kind of is straight <laughs> It's kind of garbo, but um, we're here for it. So what, what, what do you guys like? Well, okay, so are the Iron Man, you're saying those are your favorite superheroes? Those, yeah, so Iron Man 1 in particular, but yeah. if I had to pick like the series, probably all of them. Okay. Cody, why don't you why don't you take it from the I top? What's your favorite? I think Iron Man 1 is a very good choice, honestly. I'd probably say uh, Captain America 2, Winter Soldier, 
Guardians 1 is one of my personal favorites. That's like one of your favorite movies of all I time. I really like that movie, yeah. I don't know why, but I think Guardians 1 is an all-time classic. I feel like the MCU has a ton to offer. I mean, just superhero movies in general, though. There's so many good ones. If you took the best superhero movies... I'm probably the Dark Knight. The good majority of them are probably the MCU movies, but you do have The Dark Knight... An all-time classic, obviously, an iconic Oscar-winning performance from Heath Ledger, Christian Bale, his penultimate role as Batman, and you know, penultimate, second to last, baby. He said multiple roles. What? <laughs> it's his second to last time playing Batman. Sorry. Oh, okay. it's penultimate time. Penultimate Batman. Yeah. <laughs> uh, obviously, new Batman. Robert Pattinson. We can talk about that shortly. Twilight we'll get Blade. there. Superhero movies. Yeah. This is a good year for him, maybe, especially DC movies. But obviously. The Dark Knight, it's a classic. We talked about Red Flag movies earlier. Maybe a Red Flag movie at some at some points if you're a really big fan of the Joker. Um, but I got to shout out my personal fave, Chronicle. Underrated movie. Bobby, you ever seen Chronicle? I got to ask. I don't know what that is. <laughs> All right. Are you, film- are you familiar with Michael B. Jordan? I am not. What about Killmonger in Black Panther? I'm also not. <laughs> what about Creed? The guy know, who's the Creed. boxer in... You know, know Creed? Know. The, the, the boxer in Creed. Yeah. yeah. Michael B. Jordan. Yeah, yeah. He shares a name with the basketball legend, Michael Jordan. <laughs> Michael B. It's Jordan. It uh, he's in a movie like called that. Chronicle. It's kind of a low-budget superhero film. It features some very, you know, like, mid-2000s, early 2010 special effects. Is it Marvel? No, it's. I think it is based on a comic book of some sort, but I, it's one of my favorite superhero films. It's shot like mostly with like, uh, kind of like Blair Witch Project, where it's like cameras that are actually. Oh, so you can't fucking players. watch it. Okay. No, 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 no. It's very smooth, but it's like these guys they happen upon some sort of like alien or government testing site. They get superpowers, then it gets very dark. But it, it's it's a very great film. It's I got a shout footage, out, Chronicle. Yeah, yeah, it's found footage. That's footage, the, yeah. the term I'm looking for. Um, I got to recommend Chronicle to all my people. Um, I'm not a big Captain America fan. Bobby, where do you stand on the Captain America trilogy? I like Captain America, but side note, what do we think about Transformers? Transformers 1 kind of bangs. What about the Revenge of the Fallen? Not so good. What about Dark Side of the Moon? Also Uh, not so good. What about the one with Mark Wahlberg? See, all those big no. What about Haley Steinfeld Bumblebee? Uh, no. That's, that's alright. Age of Extinction? Also no. Isn't there a new Transformers movie coming out? I hope not. I think there is. <laughs> the first one is not that bad, though. Shine the ball. I will be back. Listen. Kind of good. Maybe. But Re- Revenge of the Fallen might be the worst movie ever made. I think, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, it's not good, and I think that's kind of why I've memed it in the past of like, Revenge of the Fallen is the greatest movie of all time because it's so bad. I think it's a fun one. I think it's kind of, you might actually think that. I don't know the last time I watched it. Maybe 2008 when it came out. That might be your favorite movie. It's not on the wall. Did we see Revenge of the Fallen? No. You've seen it, though. (laughs) At least twice, yeah. (laughs) Revenge of the Fallen. It's still bad. All right, superhero movies. Thor Ragnarok, though. Can we talk about how great that is? I never watched it. Oh, my God. it's It's a straight comedy, though. I don't know. That comes before. Outside of Iron Man, what's your next pick for a superhero movie? Next pick. Probably The Dark Knight 1. Batman Begins? No, no, no. Like The Dark Knight. Oh, okay. I I really like the Joker in that movie. Yeah, absolutely. My biggest complaint, I do enjoy that movie a lot. My biggest complaint with that movie, we may do it on the podcast one day, but I think it drags on too long. I think that third act is slow. Yeah. The first two exhilarating 
fantastic acting performance. Then we get, you know, fucking what's his name as Two Face, and it's it kind of gets better. it's fine. Do you guys ever watch Pacific Rim? That's a good movie. Uh, you ever watch The Core? Featuring no. Aaron Eckhart. It's not in Pacific. One of the worst acting performances of the 21st century appears in the movie The Core. I, I watched it for Eve 106. Eve 106. He's really bad. Geoscience in the cinema. Geoscience in the cinema. I, Cody, I, what are your thoughts on The Dark Knight? I think Aaron Eckhart's actually really good in The Dark Knight. But The Third Knight is fit. not great, but the first tracks were so good. The, the opening. Three. If we want to talk about one of the greatest movie openings of all time. I think the opening's a little overrated, to be fair. But, dude, the Heath Ledger... <laughs> Showing up at the hotel. It's a, it's a good part. What's your face, dude? That's a straight up like just reaction as well. Can we that's wait? We gotta talk. Reaction. If we're talking about the Dark Knight soundtrack, Hans Zimmer. He's undefeated. Hans Zimmer doesn't miss. To be fair, yeah. All right, I think that's a good place <laughs> to end our discussion. Bobby, thank you for coming on. Thanks for having me. That was a great time. Big ups, appreciate it. And we're back with our next guest. It's Claire. Claire, you've taken a prompt, one that seems very near and dear to your heart. What's a movie or TV show that everyone loves that you just can't stand, can't get behind the idea of? The whole Harry Potter series. Well, tell us. What's wrong? I mean, tell me about it. What's what's up with Harry Potter? I think there's so many things wrong with the school, with the movies, the actors. So you're, you're taking the stance it's a poor education system, or...? I think that's a big part of it. I think those, like, they're not students. This is their only education. And what are they learning? How Nothing. to do magic, maybe? I don't know. But very minimally. And they don't even use the magic that they're learning. Hermione is the only one that we really see using more than two spells. Okay. How many Harry Potter books have you read? All seven. Okay. How many Harry Potter movies have you seen? Five. Five. So you haven't seen... Haven't seen the last... The six. Six and both. The Half-Blood Prince. Mm-hmm. Wait, no, 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 no. No, it's not. You haven't seen Half Blood Prince. Seen you haven't it. seen Deathly Hallows Part One or Two. Correct. So that, and you have not seen the Crimes of Grindelwald and all that Fantastic Beast no, business. No, can't get behind. You're not. You're not up on the Johnny Depp of it all. Mm-mm. No. Yeah, recast. Okay, so you just think it's a bad school. That seems to be your I main think take. It's a bad school. I think Daniel Radcliffe as the choice for Harry Potter was great. I mm. think you need a more exciting actor, even though Harry's pretty average. <laughs> Daniel Radcliffe is too average. Okay, um, breaking news. Daniel Radcliffe, ugly. <laughs> True. Cody, do you have any other Daniel Radcliffe performances you like? Mm, no. You know, no? he plays a dead body <laughs> in Swiss Army Man. Uh, and he farts a lot. So that's a great... It's great performance. Guns Akimbo. He has guns for hands. Uh, he's in another movie called What Tusk. If. But we'll talk about Emma Watson. Good. I think she's the only redeeming factor. She's Are you a Beauty and the Beast fan? I am, but not of her. I'm a Beauty and the Beast, like the princess. What about Percy being a wallflower? Mm, I've seen it, but I don't remember much, so. I don't know. You know, great movie. Cody yeah. shares the sentiment. That was the good. ending, it's a little shocking. Yeah. Kind of comes out of left field. Are you familiar with the ending in the audience? Nobody knows what happens. <laughs> the ending of Percy being a wallflower features uh, the main character um, having a panic attack. basically having a panic attack regarding the fact that the entire time. He's been sexually abused by his aunt. Oh. 
correct, Cody? Yeah. That, that is what happens. <laughs> that is um, it's not really alluded to prior to that event. Yeah. He obviously has some mental health problems, but it, it comes a little bit out of nowhere. But also, Emma Watson's very good in that movie. Emma Watson's great. <laughs> Ezra Miller kind of gets... I like Ezra Also, Miller the girl... Is she in Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, maybe? I don't know. Brie Larson? No. no, Brie Larson's not in. She's in Scott Pilgrim vs. She is in that movie. Yeah. She I was in <laughs> Yeah. Um, talk about a red flag movie. Um, but no. What about... Okay. Back Ron to, Weasley. Back to the pot. The man. Ron Weasley. All he did was Harry Potter. He's okay. I think, he's you know, he's great. kind of... He's doing something recently. I don't know what it is. He's kind of... He's on, a, I think, an HBO Max show, actually. That's um, I really don't know too much about it, but... Talking about Rupert Grant? Rupert Grant is, yeah. is on an HBO Max show, if I'm not mistaken. I might have to do some research on that. Cody, what's the best part about Harry Potter? I mean, I've, I've only seen uh, one of the movies. You've See? only seen one? What movie? Uh, Prisoner of Azkaban. The greatest. It's the best one. Movie. The best one, so? for sure. Oh, yeah. Alfonso Cuarón, Oscar-nominated Best Director. He, he like flies on the dragon thing at the end. It's That's a hippogriff, sick. but yeah, it's kind of like a, <laughs> it's like a bird with, it's it's kind of like a bird, <laughs> but it's like a it's horse a bird. It's, it's like a horse bird, yeah. Horse the fact bird. that they put the young no children dragons. on the hippogriffs. Not a great idea. I'm going to be honest. I think they did it with special effects. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't know if they did it for realsies. You're telling me the heaven group's not real? What? Uh, That's news to me. Uh, also, but legit, like, the time travel in the movie, I think, is actually pretty Well, here's the thing. A lot of why? people complain, where does it come up again? Well, we never time travel again. That's not relevant, And why would they give a third-year student... Well, she the had to make all to of her classes. Travel. No, she doesn't. She's got to make them all. What, ca- what extra classes is she You know what taking? Harry Potter does? They get rid of the OWLs. They don't talk about them in the movies, but they're prominent in the books. Standardized testing is important. It comes we all took the eye step. <laughs> it comes nah, up in like nah, the nah. fourth or fifth movie. Yeah. And that's it. When the... Underrepresented. Listen, uh, I got to shout out <laughs> my girlfriend, Mina. She's a very, very big Harry Potter fan. I so. apologize, Mina, but not uh, really. <laughs> Listen, can we talk real quickly? Robert Pattinson as Cedric Diggory. Probably Mina's least favorite part about the movie adaptations. I don't want to speak for her, but I think that's probably her least favorite part. She hates Robert Pattinson as Cedric. Oh. Any thoughts on that? I guess you have. I, I mean, you've seen it. Yeah, that's when I saw most recently. That one, I don't know. I think he did an okay job. He was just there, I feel like, for. Yeah, books. I mean, he's there for a movie, right? Yeah. It was like. One of the first major roles he had it was a breakout performance for him. Is before Twilight. Um, I recently watched in one of those uh, interviews. I think that GQ does where they t- break, an actor break down their entire career. He talked about it in where he uh, didn't want to hold the wand like a wand. He wanted to hold it like a gun. What? Because he thought holding it like a wand felt nerdy, and holding it like a gun like this, looking down the sights, was cooler. But yeah. you know, Cedric Diggory, my boy, he dies. Very, very suddenly. Very quickly. Very yeah. quickly. He doesn't do a whole lot. But, you know, then he went on to be in Twilight and then did some, you know, artsy type films. Obviously, you have Velocity of Z and then things like The Lighthouse. Uh, and now he's going to be in Batman, which I'm very excited for. Do you like Robert Pattinson as Batman? No, I don't think I do. I had done. I can't say I've seen much of him as I Batman. Disagree. It comes out in a couple weeks. It'll be out when this podcast drops. I feel like he's... We'll know. He's edgy enough to be Batman, but he doesn't have the look. He did a very interesting GQ photo shoot. I don't know if you got to take a look at that, Cody, but no, lots of, it's very punk yeah. rock. 
I like to be punk rock rap band. Ten, yeah. I think he's a good actor. He's he's playing the Christopher Nolan stand-in in that movie, essentially. So, all right, Harry Potter. Claire thinks it sucks. I do. I I mostly agree. (laughs) Thank you. All right, we're here with our next guest, Alex. All right, Alex. Actually, the brother of a previous guest of ours, Claire was just on talking about Harry Potter. Indeed. You want to talk about the prompt. What is the last great thing you watched? Hit us with it. Yeah. You got five minutes. Exactly. So the uh, the last great thing I watched was Too Hot to Handle, Latino. Oh, oh, oh okay. <laughs> and uh, please forgive me. Um, for not remembering any of the stars' names. Uh, however, there seemed to be a lot of tattoos mm. and even more drama that was taking place uh, on this wonderful uh, paradise island. <laughs> so I assume entirely spoken in Spanish. Yes, sir. Correct? Mm-hmm. Subtitles. Are you, you know, I know your sister, mm-hmm. Spanish speaker. Mm-hmm. What about you? Do you speak Spanish at all? No hablo espanol. No hablo espanol. <laughs> I respect that. I, mean, I, respect I live well. with, I live with Puerto Ricans, <laughs> I live with Puerto Ricans, best friends with folks who are friend or who are fluent in Spanish. Uh, but I was just telling the guy at Dos Amigos earlier today <laughs> that Dos I got, hey, Dos Amigos Alaha. Mm. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to go with Dos Amigos. I gotta go Dos Amigos. It was a great pick. That's a man who knows his stuff. Great service. Absolutely oh, great service. Fantastic. Um, and so, yeah, I was, I was just telling Ian at the at Dos Amigos at the bar um, that I need to move down to like Ecuador or Colombia <laughs> or something. I'm like, actually, spend some time in a Latin American country to learn myself some. Espanol. I mean, that's the best way. Yes, you, you say, just hey, I'm here. I can't speak English, so I gotta exactly. learn Spanish. Exactly. Absolutely. So. Were you a fan of Too Hot to Handle English Give version? Give me specifics. What, what did you like more about Too Hot to Handle in the Spanish version? Yes. Um, so, what what I like is, at least in the English version, it is so stupid. Yes. That Absolutely. My brain melts. Yeah. And so, at least in the Latino version, um, there's a little bit of... You're stimulated, maybe. Yeah, there's some stimulus, right? There's some nuance. There's some novel vocabulary that I'm not familiar with. Yeah. But I'm actively engaging with, right? So you best believe I got the Google Translate up, all right? And I'm trying to learn myself some new Spanish vocabulary as I'm experiencing this new cultural phenomenon. It's a learning experience along the way. Precisely. 100%. All right. This is a little unrelated. We can go back to too hot to handle. Duolingo. What are our thoughts? Duolingo. <laughs> I don't trust that owl. Okay, he's he or she is a little suspicious. The comments on TikTok can range in a lot of different directions. Mm -hmm. I think it's brilliant marketing, but I don't trust the owl. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it knows everything. So it's scary. It's the wise. It's the wise old. Is it even old though? Right? Like I kind of attribute all owls to be old. Right? Is that that's fair? Maybe is that discrimination against owls? Is its wisdom? Is it discrimination if you're saying they're smart though? Mm. I don't think they're smart. I think they're wise. They're wise. The they're wise. Owls are wise. There's that a difference. There's a difference. No, there's no, 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 no. A, no, no. There's no difference. No. Difference between wisdom and smarts, okay? What's well, one? I know the difference, but <laughs> okay. we're talking about okay. Okay. communication owl, makers. Say, say, owl wise, no, no, there's really no difference. No, well, think about they're this. They're smart. Say, say a smoking hot blonde, 10, comes up to you and says, hey, babe, I'll sleep with you if you tell me the answer to one plus one, okay? Man responds back, two. That's smart. Comes, 
Here comes wisdom. <laughs> that's not smart. Here, here, well, that's smart right there. One plus one equals two. Here comes wisdom, all right? Smoking hot blonde. She asks, what's one plus one? You say, baby, you and me. Let's get it. All right? That's wisdom. What if she asks, what always stays in a corner but travels the world? Is that wisdom or smarts mm-hmm. if you can answer it? Because that's a riddle and a half right there. That's- Anybody know what always stays in a corner but travels the world? Is it now? Does anybody have an answer? <laughs> the DVR. Live studio Anybody? It's a fucking stamp. A stamp? It stays in the wow. corner, but it travels the world. Right? That's a riddle. That's deep, true. Yeah. Deep wisdom right there. Right. Wisdom. So would an owl get that? I think, if they're fucking I think wise, they might. Yeah, they I think they might. Yeah, yeah. All right. Going back. Too hot to handle. Yes, sir. Yeah, did, did you watch like the first original season of Netflix? Like right away when it came out, were you a fan or did you grow on you? Where did so, it come from? Like I say, the English makes my brain melt. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I, naturally, it's too hot to handle. Honestly, it is. right? It my is. brain just melts because of the lack of intellectual stimulation that's occurring. What so you, that's why I had to switch to the Latino. What do you think about, uh, Francesca and what's his face? Just dude, great couple. I don't know any of their names. <laughs> All right. I know. Here's my take. Have we seen the Netflix show? Uh, something beasts. They dress up in the uh, furry type costume. It's the furry show. They wear oh, like a beast, mercy. and then they can't see what they look like, and they have to go on a blind date. I think it's like literally a blind date because they're wearing like prosthetic makeup. Um, that's an interesting dating Cor- show, right Cor- there. Cor- but you know what the it's thing is? Things. Here's my take. Yes, sir. Everybody's hot. Like. No matter what, we're running out of time, but no matter what, whatever makeup they put them in, they're always going to give you a hot person at the end of the day. Yeah. So like, I mean, I got B cups, man. It's like, I, I feel you. It's like what we're all rocking with what the Lord gave us. Thank you right. so much. Yes, sir. For coming on. That was, that was a good segment. That was a great segment. All right. So we've got our next guest. Caitlin. Shout out to Caitlin for coming on. She's also going to hit on similar to Paige. What's a red flag movie or TV show to you? I think maybe you're going to talk about an actor that's a red flag. Yeah, what, I, have what's the deal, say, I have to say, I have to say, Jim Carrey, not a fan. Why? What, what's the deal with Jim Carrey? I mean, I think he's a little creepy, and all the movies he's in, they ain't that funny. He thinks he's funny, but he's really not. What? Is there a specific movie that is, like, really speaking to you in this moment that you don't like? I mean, like, Dumb and Dumber, Ace Ventura, there's a list that goes on and on. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So, I, I, lo- I low-key bag it. He's kind of creepy. You I'm what? Honest. You like him? No, he said no, he no, low-key no. Oh. I beg what you're saying. <laughs> also, um, isn't he, like, in love with uh, Emma Watson or something? Emma Watson is too good for him. They're about 20 years apart in age. Um, I don't know if he's in love with her. No, 100% that's true. Um, I think he's very creepy. We'll come back to it. Um, Let's talk about The Grinch. (laughs) See, are we talking about the new Grinch, the old Grinch? The one that features Jim Carrey. Both, both. Live action? Yes. Yeah, see, that was bad. 1996? Yeah. I mean, it was a little weird, but if we fast forward to the new Grinch, the animated series... With Benedict Cumberbatch, really good. Yeah, Cumberbund, really good. I support it. Soundtrack. But I'm telling you, Jim Carrey, not it. His version of it, not as good. You find him creepy. Yeah, I think he's creepy. But do you think you don't think that benefits the role of the Grinch? No, I think the Grinch is just like a misunderstood nice person. Okay, so you you want somebody who can find that balance between like a little bit scary, a little bit. 
you know, maybe somebody that would typically be misunderstood, be bullied, be disrespected by the community, yeah. but also at the same time have a sweetheart, and you don't think Jim Carrey quite captures that. No. If you look at his, like, other movies he's been in, he's always, like, the weird character. But in The Grinch, like, The Grinch is just, like, a nice guy that's, like, been cast away. And he's looking for, like, a break. Yeah. I agree. I mean, he's just green. It, yeah, exactly. He doesn't look like the other I mean, I think moves, that's but he still should be loved. Right? <laughs> Everybody else, they're not green. The Grinch, he's green. That's what it comes down to. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. You went to school, you know? You had a crush on a girl, but he's green. No, see? Yeah. That's what's weird. If you look at the old Grinch versus the new one, totally different plots. Yeah. The old one, it's like he loved a girl who didn't love him back. The new Grinch with Bennett Cumberbatch. Cumberbund. Mm-hmm. Cumberbund. Yep, exactly. <laughs> it's like he's just a nice guy that was misunderstood. So, what are our so much thoughts? Like. What are our thoughts on other Doctor Seuss properties, particularly the Cat in the Hat movie? Do we respect oh, yeah. it? Do we hate it? No. Where do we stand? I see. I love the Cat in the Hat. I think he's a great the- guy. <laughs> Oh, just the cat himself? Yeah, the cat himself. Okay, yeah. but what about the movie? Have you seen the live action cat? I that? have not seen the movie. So. Okay, I that's. Why would you go to the theaters do you and know... watch that? Kaylin, Kaylin, do you know who plays the cat in the hat? I have no idea because I thought that would be a horrible movie it's, and I'd never Mike see it. Myers, it the voice of Shrek himself. Mm, plays see, the cat yeah, the there's a lot of also red flags Austin right Powers, there. Uh... It's a very scary performance, I would say. Obviously, we have Dakota. Fanning and Alec Baldwin appearing in the movie. I just, I don't know why you would pay to go see that movie. It's the kid from I Santa can't Claus. say that I did, probably because it came out came out before I was trying to pay for movies. Once you see uh, movies.com? Yep. I was three years old and I was not paying for movies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, the kids that in general, though, that's got to be one of the scariest movies I've ever seen. What's the best Dr. Seuss book? Oh, see, uh, where are the places you go is a classic. Mm-hmm. You can you can give it to a child and they're like inspired. You can give it to a recently like graduate and they're like inspired. Any walk you know, of life. Often quoted inspired. as a senior class quote. Does that take away from it or does it benefit? Yeah. You know. I agree. I, I'm a big re- reading name. <laughs> I think one fish, two fish, red fish, blue fish. I think yeah, it's a little cliche, but overall, like it's a good book. And every time someone gets it and there's like a little like personal signature in there, they're like touched. Yeah. But like red, greens, and ham. Red. Green eggs and ham. Green eggs and ham. No one that is touched when they get that book. Why was he trying what to force mean? him to eat green eggs and ham? <laughs> no one's like, shit, I love green eggs and ham. My like, favorite, let me treasure this book. I like red eggs and ham better. Honestly. My favorite. Yeah, Sam I am was an asshole. We can all agree on that. Yeah, no, thank nice. you. My favorite. Dr. Seuss story would be the Starbelly Sneetches. Uh, I think that's a really interesting, mm. you know, it's a good commentary on, you know, prejudice and stereotyping. Um, you know, they tried to cancel Dr. Seuss. He did maybe say some inappropriate things the about Asian characters and some of his, his books. Mm-hmm. I think this particular book is, uh, very insightful and you know provides a good commentary on hey just because you have a star belly doesn't make you better than anybody else it's exactly very, it's very sneaky yeah. Yeah. he really like snuck that in there and he was like hmm, let's talk about this big tiger shoes guy yeah well 
Caitlin. <laughs> we love Dr. Seuss, Help. but apparently we hate Jim Carrey. <laughs> yeah, Verse we Almighty. Do. We don't care if you're a god. Fuck you. Fuck the Grinch. Fuck the Grinch. Fuck Dumb and Dumber. Fuck the villain from Sonic the Hedgehog. Not Idris Elba as Knuckles. The other dude that Jim Carrey plays. He goes in Man in the Moon, where he plays a famous comedian. And listen, we got Dumb and Dumber. They mm-hmm. did two of them. We don't like that. Uh, We're yep. done. The first one. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. <laughs> All right, we're on to our next guest. Here with us is <clears throat> Jonathan. Jonathan, you are going to take on the prompt, pick a random actor to talk about, and we're going to go down a little rabbit hole. We're going to talk about all the roles they played. Who's the actor that you want to select? Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh, oh this is an all-time favorite of Cody and I's. You're uh, are you also a fan? I'm assuming. Yes, sir. All right. What's your favorite Leo per- performance? Let's get it started there. Django. Django, Django Unchained. Unchained. Oh yeah. What um, what stands out to you for that performance particularly? He's committed to it. You know, he he doesn't he doesn't stand down from it. It's not like another role for him. Or it's not like Inception. It's not it's not like anything else. It's 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 committed to it. The scene where he he breaks his hand against the glass yeah. is legitimate. Like he's he's in a lot of pain. Um, yeah, and I just think he's he's he knows what he's what he's doing. That you is know. legit insane. Like that scene, he actually shared his hand on a glass. Yeah, because he was so committed. Like that's fucked up, dude. He he literally he shattered his hand and he continued acting. Yeah. Listen, Cody and I, we did our top five favorite actors. Leonardo DiCaprio was obviously prominently featured on both of our lists. We're huge fans fans of his. I think the coolest thing about Django Unchained, Chained, is that he's performing. And he's playing a role of a villain, which you don't really see Leo do a lot. No, no, you're no, really it's really not. But maybe one of the best movie villains of all time. It's it, there's depth to it. There you know? really is. There's there's I can understand the character beyond the kind of constraint of the the film itself. You know, like I I see the personality to to who he is playing in the movie. Um, Beyond the fact that he's a horrible slave driver, right? Yeah. yeah. It's an exactly. absolutely awful person. We yeah. can address that very early on. But there's on. actual right. depth in the character. Right, right. And, the, and that, that, that's mind-blowing. Yeah. It's like, it, it's unconceived of. Yeah. The fact that he's that hateable, but at the same time, you're like, this is a good character. Right. Yeah, that is very true. In, in a very low amount of screen time, he's able to, like... Exactly. You got captivate the audience. Movie. Nominated for Best Supporting Actor. Now, let's talk Leonardo DiCaprio. Oscar nominations. He was nominated many times. The Departed, Titanic. Yeah. He wins for The Revenant. Interesting choice there. He fought a bear. He fought, I mean, he crawled inside a bear, right? (laughs) It's very intense. I could see the, the, I could tell you what color his eyes were, right? (laughs) Because it's very intense in the scene, but like, I'm not sure, you know? I think, I think, I think he... I, I could have seen him for any other movie beyond the Revenant. Like the Revenant was a good was a good flick of his, but like it's a time crunch. Yeah, it's tough to judge his like best performance. I think that was just because he's been nominated so many times. Right, and then, it was and a then, gimme. It was like we haven't given this guy the award. So exactly, we're gonna, it, it was his bear. time, right? I mean, you got to yeah. give it to exactly. <laughs> you know, exactly. Leonardo DiCaprio, big environmentalist, and also a guy who does not date people. Below the age of thirty. Let's talk about both those things first. Environmentalism. Are we a fan? Yeah, sure. I like I, the environment. 
It's definitely like performative in my book. I a little think, bit. I, think, I agree. I think. I agree. Just because he's in the spotlight, yeah. For sure, for sure. He's he's in the spotlight, so he ha- he feels obligated to do so. But like, he's gonna fly in his private jet to wherever he needs to be. Yeah. And so it's 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 hard. It's hard to be. It's hard to be to be truthful to the performance that you set for yourself, right? It's so hard like, to be disgustingly rich and also a good person. <laughs> I so I don't blame. Maybe true of all famous people exactly exactly i don't blame him but it's also like don't don't claim to be something that you're not you know little dicky he made a he made a music <laughs> video we love the earth leonardo dicaprio featured in it a little performative what animal was he i he was himself <laughs> he played himself he said i'm leonardo dicaprio the earth is important. I think Kanye was like a toucan or something. No, no, no. Kevin Hart played Kanye West. Oh, okay. Really? Was, really? That was the point. He said, and I'm Kanye West, but it was Kevin, Yart, Kevin Hart doing Kevin it. Kevin Yeah. Um, you know, personally, Leonardo DiCaprio is my favorite actor of all time. He's a good actor. One of Cody's favorites as well. Yeah, he's a good one. Uh, I think you're number one, right? He was my number one, yeah. Not of all time, yeah. just working. But The Departed is, I mean... The Departed is very the good. The Departed is a classic. That's Listen, one of my favorite movies. The yeah. thing about Leo is that he's managed to work with some of the best directors of all time. For he's worked sure. with Martin Scorsese yeah. mm, four or five different times. No, the Departed, no. Gangs of New York, Shutter Island, The Wolf of Wall Street, now premiering this year, The Kill of the Flower Moon. Hell yeah, um, Wolf of Wall Street. Also, a lot of great films. You know, Blood Diamond, uh, Catch Me If You Can, which is maybe Spielberg. my favorite of all time. I mean, Steven Spielberg. Spielberg no. He works with James Cameron in yeah. Titanic. Leo. I mean, you really can't say a whole lot about him. He's dynamic. You're he's gonna gloss over his, his infamous role as uh, oh, what's his fucking name? Romeo in uh, Romeo. Romeo and Juliet. Where listen, I it's set like in Venice Beach, and they perform Romeo and Juliet in its original text, it's but good. it's set in a modern context with guns and. I mean, Kate Winslet, right? Back to back. Yeah. I'm yeah. A fan. No, that was not Kate Winslet. But he's uh, he's dynamic. Baz Luhrmann, though, directed it, right? Am I wrong? Or that's The Great Gatsby, which he's also in. He plays Gatsby. Gatsby is a good one. Listen, Leonardo DiCaprio. He's a character, you know? One of the most dynamic actors. Listen, he's a 40-something white dude who dates, like, 25-year-old girls, so that's a little problematic. But all in all, we love Leo on the pod. Legit. Django Unchained, amazing. It's intense. It's really good. It's intense. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for having me. Thank you. (laughs) All right, and we're back with our next guest. Jacob. Jacob, you're taking on the prompt. Yeah. What was the last great thing you watched? The last great thing I watched was on Netflix, and it was the show New Girl. All right, tell us about New Girl. How far are you into it? What do you like about it? I've seen the first two seasons so far, so obviously I've still got, you know, time to go. Uh, I just haven't been able to watch much recently, but... um, I mean, I just, I don't know why. At first, I remember I watched the first episode. I'm like, this is like really cringy. So yeah. here's a question. First episode features a character named Coach. Yeah. Wayne's gets replaced yeah. by a different by African-American a... actor. Yeah. Winston, Winston, what are your thoughts on that? I was confused by that, definitely. <laughs> I, I was like, they, they filmed the pilot and they just completely replaced the character. Well, Damon Wayans, his character Coach, like, he also had the weird, like, stick, too, where he would, like... He acted really weird. So, like, I feel like it was kind of good because his character was kind of weird. Yeah, no, I think it's better for the early seasons. Now, you've only made it to season three. 
No spoilers. No spoilers. <laughs> but maybe Coach comes back. Oh. No, he definitely doesn't. He definitely doesn't. No, no, but maybe he does. Um, who's your favorite character at this favorite point? Favorite character is Schmidt. Schmidt? Okay. Sure. Do you, would you identify with Schmidt yes. as a person? You you personally think he's good? Like, are you a Jewish man? Who, I am not a Jewish Who was once fat and now have to I am not a Jewish a man. Uh, no. <laughs> sort of. I mean, for one, I'm not Jewish. Right, uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> or two, I mean, I don't think I was ever super fat, but I have lost weight. So I guess I... But then, I don't know, I think that he's like a... Like yes, he's a, a douchebag in the show, you know per se. Like they, they right, he's got the douchebag jar. But I think the first two that he like I don't know. It's kind of like a, it's just like his exterior. Like I think he's a good person behind yeah. it. And like I don't know. I think that, like it's kind of overblown. Like that's just kind of one of the like just kind of like running gag in the show. I don't think he's really. Bad. I think he's sort of a fake douchebag. Yeah, he's like he yeah. tries to act they, like they cool, push basically. it a little bit more in the early seasons, and then he kind of reins it back a little bit later. Um, predictions. You're at season oh, almost God. three. Well, how well, do you see this series ending? So I what do you expect? Who do, so who's going to end up together? What's the deal? I will say and... that to start, like at the end of season two, for anybody who doesn't know or maybe forgets, yeah. is right when they're at Cece's wedding. Okay, and, yeah, it, yeah. and it doesn't happen. Some random guy. doesn't. Does is they... Katy Perry there? Am I no? No, Winston's with beavers. And... There's no, no, no. no. It's the, the, the Wolverine. Whatever. It's a Wolverine. They're like the, the Wisconsin Badger thing. It's a badger. Like, it's like it's a badger. It's There's a badger in. What I was I thinking say? of a different big. What did I say? You said beaver. <laughs> There's so a big tin mascot in. But they're both wrong. Besides, okay, the besides the point. She's yeah, gonna so, marry the guy. So yeah, so they don't get married. So Katie Perry's there. So I then I, I think so. I don't remember that, but it doesn't matter. Continue. So then, like Jess and Nick are like they like we're gonna break up and then now they're together again or whatever and then that, Schmidt has to, to pick between his girlfriend and Cece and he <laughs> runs away <laughs> what's her name Elizabeth uh, yeah it is, it is yeah, Elizabeth. Yeah, Elizabeth she's annoying as fuck I hate her yeah I, I don't like her like Cece much. I mean obviously like I mean like what are you gonna pick her over Cece bro she's a baddie <laughs> <laughs> yeah um Obviously, I, I guess they're, they're going for the, you know, the classic love interest. Oh, I know. His first love that he returns to and he overcomes his insecurities yeah. and his douchebag tendencies where he can love somebody who isn't necessarily traditionally But attractive. she doesn't have, like, I'm not, not even her physical appearance, even though I, I joke, which is I shouldn't, but, like, she just kind of, like, is, I don't think her her personality is very... No, I think she either. holds Sh- Schmidt back a little bit. Yeah. I think the actress is not very good either. Well, true. <laughs> There's true. always that. What do we think? I can't remember his name. Cece's ex-boyfriend, the one guy. Oh, the um, guy. oh, fuck! What's his name? <laughs> what's um, his name? You know what I'm talking about? I don't yes, I do. He has glasses. He's yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, white dude. The guy who's in the office, dude. Nick. He's Nick in the office, right? No, no, Nick's. He's the IT guy. Well, maybe in the office, I mean, <laughs> but he, uh, cause him and Schmidt like team up, sort of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what's eventually. He dates somebody else. <laughs> oh god! Yeah, you're spoiling. I can't me. remember his name. What's his fucking name? Oh, this is him. name. I'm showing a picture. Yes, of the it's, the, it's the IT guy from the. Oh, fine. Robbie oh. McFerrin. Robbie. 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 Yeah, they call Robbie. him. They call him Bobby. Bobby. They call him Bobby. Bobby. Robbie's a go-to character. He actually is. Like, I feel bad for Robbie because he's just a good guy trying to, you know, make his way in the world and. Absolutely. I mean, I agree. Um, you know, I think surprisingly has a good character. I think he's one of the better characters. Yeah, believe it or not, you wouldn't expect it after finishing season two, but 
when you get to the end of season six, you're like, wow, Blobby really had a character. Oh, wasn't Badger's Josh Gad actually? <laughs> no, 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 Bearclaw. Oh, Bearclaw. <laughs> Have you seen Bearclaw? With Jess. Uh, <laughs> remember, there was the guy who was carrying the kegs in and there was two guys and Jess oh like, I do remember yes, I yes, like yes, that yes, guy and it's the hot guy, guy. Yeah, and, and then Nick's like, really like yeah I'll set you a yeah, bear claw and it's Josh yeah. Gad yes I remember now yeah, I, remember, um, I remember now bear claw is one of the best characters I remember now with that yeah so New Girl I would definitely recommend it I gotta admit, the last season, I'm not a huge fan of. I don't think I've seen it. Cody, do you like the last season? I haven't, I haven't seen, seen it. it. Also, like I said, to the first season, the like, first few episodes are like, yeah. they're kind of like cringy. You have, to, like, get, you have to like get used to them. Yeah, like, yeah. definitely check out New Girl. They do the time jump thing in the final season, which I don't love. Oh, jeez. That every that like every sense. show does for the yeah. final season. Oh, you're like fucking, you're ruining it all. Yeah, no, but they, it's just like, time spoiler Listen, shout out New Girl. Jake, thanks for coming on. No problem. We appreciate it. I love you. Love you too. So we got our next guest on. Call me Cousin Vinny. Cousin Vinny. <laughs> this has nothing to do with what I want to talk about, of course. <laughs> Interesting. Just... All right. What is the last great thing you watched? That's the prompt you want to take right. on. Tell us about it. It is Blade Runner 2049. Okay. Which is like an art piece, but it's also a sci-fi film. And it's, I mean, admittedly, the, the three-hour run type scares a lot of people away. Yeah. But it's a, just a visual f- masterpiece, man. It's um... just absolutely magnificent at every step of the way yeah not to interrupt you but I mean Denis Denis Villeneuve one of my favorite act, I mean, directors because did he do the new Dune as well he did he did direct Dune he directed Arrival he directed Prisoners. Enemy Prisoners and Sundees Sicario Blade, 20, Blade Runner 2049 obviously Ridley Scott directed the original Blade Runner uh, modern a- adaptation from Denis you got Ana de Armas <laughs> I mean, good actress. I think one of his his best visually, just stunning movie. Exactly. I 100 agree with that. And like the stories, like they got Harrison Ford to care about a sequel. Yeah. It's hard to do these days. I mean, did he want Han Solo dead like 30 years before they actually <laughs> yes. did it? They asked, "Hey, is Han Solo a force force ghost in this movie?" And he said, "I don't give a fuck, bro. I'm listening to him on my contract. He's yeah. doing Indiana Jones five. He doesn't give a shit what's happening. Exactly. I, I think it's just." Blade Runner 2049 is just a masterpiece. I grew through... Like, the runtime thing is is interesting, too. I feel like not a lot of movies today are... are that long, long, yeah. And that interesting. Yeah. Also, Jared Leto's good at it, which you don't see a lot I mean, days. I think that his character is, like, the, the continuation of... Uh, oh, fuck, what's his name? The, the guy... CEO guy in the original one. I uh, think his yeah, yeah. continuation of that is really really well done I think that it's like this great character that like you don't know initially if he's good bad or whatever and then he brings Harrison Ford in and you know he's like hey I I recreated your girlfriend from the original movie (laughs) are you are you a fan of the original film absolutely do you think I love it do you think 2049 is better or worse I think that the original Blade Runner will always have a special place in my heart because it's the original, but 2049 perfectly continues it. Yeah. It's like, you see with like Star Wars 7 through 9, it kind of got a little shaky, but <laughs> I mean, 2049 does what the whole sequel trilogy did in three hours. Not to, The thing is, it's so you know, hard to do a sequel 
like 20 years later exactly and i i do think that now that i don't think you could do it much better than the one they did yeah and yeah i mean with like star wars and stuff like, <laughs> yeah we, we can even yeah, we, we go deep into that but yeah just to do a continuation that good with like a mainstream director and a mainstream actor yeah that, i feel like that's sort of not really seen today that much i i was just saying i think that ryan gosling fit the role of k just perfectly yeah because he's just like one of the better, blank you yeah know? He's, he's one of the better actors for you today as well like all respect to him but that guy's got chops yeah yeah you know i think do you if so i recently saw that ridley scott was actually going to be producing uh some sort of spinoff series yeah do you have any a, thoughts about that like, was, are you excited uh, for it are you looking forward do you think it's potentially bad for the franchise as a whole i try to remember exactly what it is i think it's like the the cartoon series right yeah yeah like, I, I just know that the you know ridley series. scott who obviously directed the original is right. gonna yeah. be involved I think it was animated. and i mean yeah. I, it is it's animated it's cartoon something like that but i think that ridley scott being involved in some some sense of the word absolutely fundamentally great for it because it's you know it's the original vision that they had for that that film series i i i don't think it'll be like how you know george lucas kind of was going into the prequels hopefully not so you know you know ridley scott is still a a prominent director he's making good movies but he's making movies that are not being widely appreciated or widely seen whether you have house of gucci or the last duel which made zero dollars the box office essentially (laughs) yeah um do you think Ridley Scott is able to sustain himself in the modern like movie climate? Do you think like modern movie audiences are interested in what he has? Obviously, like things like Alien yeah. and, and the original Blade Runner are great, but do you think he's capable of continuing that on? I mean, I think that vision is still attainable. I think it's part of like him kind of falling off the the mainstream radar. I guess is more in that he chose to direct, you know, f- or produce or whatever films that like house of gucci that are a lot more niche audience i guess yeah i think that it's just he picked not the best projects i agree yeah, I mean, to same with the last duel, engage in that sort of know? like you could have made that movie 20 years ago and it probably would have been celebrated i mean as well as it would have been a best picture nominee Exodus, Exodus 10 years ago like the best movie he's made in the like past couple centuries is the martian but yeah. other than that, he hasn't made shit. Like all his movies are, like uh, I haven't seen all of them, but most of them are yeah. just like garbage. But I still have confidence. Yeah, he's still very good director. Listen, I'm looking forward to it. I think the whatever Blade Runner series they do, um, I think that's kind of the way that Hollywood's moving. You know, sequels Absolutely. have become a big thing, but that's now true. television series. You know, whether it's the MCU TV series, whether it's the Lord of Ra- Lord of the Rings Amazon Prime series. Television is the future, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, listen, Hollywood ran out of original ideas. Cody said that a long time ago. ago. Um, But I'm looking forward to it. Are you excited for it? I I, I hope that it fulfills everything that I, like, experienced, I guess, with uh, Blade Runner 2049. Yeah. If it doesn't ruin it, I mean, it's fine. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Cousin Benny, (laughs) thank you so much for coming on. Absolutely. We appreciate your conversation. And that was our last conversation. Uh, it's a lot of fun. We'll catch you in the next episode of Cap. Peace. What you've just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything 
that could be considered a rational thought. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul.